Hello, you're very welcome to Purple Psychology Podcast. You're here with Melanie Hoskin and, of course, as always, uh, Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Hello. You're very welcome today, Nisha. Today we're on episode 75 and we're talking about journaling. So, Nisha, tell us a bit about journaling. I hope I can read my own notes here. I spilled coffee on them. <laughs> I might have done them in a cafe. Okay. <laughs> as usual. Um, I thought I'd talk a bit about, like reasons why you should journal because hmm. there's a lot of them right i talk about the different ways that you can do it and the kind of different purposes you can have journals for now before you before you go into that nisha yeah are there certain personality types that journal works better for them and are there personality types that journaling doesn't work very well for i think journaling works for everybody hmm. but i think people should pick and choose what they use it for okay. and Introverted people definitely benefit hugely from journaling. Right. And extrovert? Introverts seem to really need to do it. Hmm. I think because they internalise their world, it Hmm. helps them to not do that. Hmm. Um, But I think there's a lot of different ways you can journal. Because like when we started this, you said, oh, who who invented journaling and so Hmm. on and looked it up there. Um, So I don't think about journaling as in sort of journaling as a, as a sort of a therapy, mm. I see it as having different functions. Continue? Because okay. I'm thinking reflective. Yeah, no, you're that's... broadening that. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's yeah. much, much bigger than that. Yeah, right? okay. So, right, I'll, I'll, I'll try to read my notes here. Right, so some of it can, can be, like, that it gives you clarity on your thoughts. Mm. So one of the reasons that I journal is that I actually download my brain. Okay. Right, because um, I think of a huge amount of ideas. I also... Obviously, it's really important for me to document my cases and see the trends and the patterns of what's happening mm. and to develop the methods. And so I, on average, have four journals going at any given time and they all have different purposes, okay. right? So that's a lot more complicated than most people do it. It can be as simple as keeping a gratitude journal every day, mm. which has been proven that if you have a gratitude list, which can you know be something that you start off first thing in the morning, say, and last thing in the evening... Um, And there's a a five-minute journal, which is a great sort of structure to doing this with. Um, And that it definitely makes you happier, Mm. right? So if you're inclined to be a bit depressed and a bit down, or maybe you're under financial pressure, or you're finding it hard to have certain things, um, or if you're going through bereavement or you've lost somebody or whatever it is, it's a really simple tool to make yourself feel better, Mm. right? So that's Mm. a gratitude journal, right? Um, another side to this can be, it can be not only just for setting goals, it can be to help you to manifest certain things. So no matter what you believe in. So some people who are very intuitive and feeling are very good at manifesting things for themselves, but they're also very good at being aware of different things in their environments and what's happening. Mm. But it can, even if you're not very good at feeling like that you believe in manifesting things, it can help you refine what you want. Mm. Um, and it, so if it's like mm. I've got people in the past to write like um, a perfect partner list so it can help you to refine what you want in a partner mm. okay and mm. um, for visual people it is impossible for you to think without mapping your ideas out on paper which is mm. hugely important in terms of learning mm. um, and it's quite interesting because a lot of students are pushed to type their work particularly in exams but if they're visual learners, I'm always pushing for them to use a, um, a, a blank book and to actually scribble out their ideas and map out their ideas. So even mm-hmm. though I had a scribe for all my exams in university, 
and I dictated all my exam papers, I also had my own exam books in order to scribble in because mm. I couldn't possibly map out my thoughts and the continuity and what I wanted to say mm. unless I had markers and, and paper in front of me. Mm. So I, can, I can't think. And it's quite funny because like my friends will know. And I, I read an extract of a book recently. And then we talked about in the other podcast of Albert Espinosa. Mm. And there's a guy in the start of the book who says that when you meet him, he he will you know you'll start off and he's quite formal and then he'll m- map out ideas for you and he does them in pointers which is very like me and at some point he will end up drawing on a piece of paper and mapping out the ideas of drawing and napkin and everybody mm. that knows me at some point I will take a pen and go oh no I'll have to write it out for you and show you <laughs> and so that that is very me so like you visual people cannot think without something mm. in their hand mm. to draw mm-hmm. okay mm. it can help you benchmark where you're at in terms of your timeline so like a journal doesn't just have to be on paper so that's why like I have a lot of ongoing journals on paper but I also use the journaling app um, day one and I've talked Mm. about this in the past and one of the really nice things about this is that it benchmarks it so every day it will show me an event from last year the year before the year before that and the year before that and I've actually been using it for four years now Mm. and so it will help you to track where things were at and where you were at and how you were feeling and um, the places that you went to. We talked in the last podcast about a book um, called um, the, the Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Yeah. And there's a really interesting quote in that, is, um, that there's no ordinary moments. But in order to realise that moments are significant in mm. your life, you actually need to chart moments. Mm. And so using a journaling app, particularly the Day One app, it, it's all based on moments. And mm. those can be any sort of moments. They can be the books that you're reading. They can be the places you went to. They can be the photograph you took because you can attach different things. It can mm. be where you were. It can be a quote that you came across. I save all sorts of things to this journaling app and mm. the friends that you were with and the places you went with them and that sort of thing. So you have this context of moments all the mm. time. And, mm. and I think it gives you more significance and more ownership of those, yeah, which yeah. is really huge. Mm. Similarly, obviously, I go, my day one app gives me reminders every day. But also every six months, I go through my journals, particularly the journal for that year. And... I think that's particularly significant for my work because it allows me to benchmark where I'm at and what I've learned and what, what's happened this year. And maybe the trends and the cases that I've taken on or the new methods I've developed or the new thinking, the new thoughts or the new strategy or whatever it is, or just what's changed in your life. You know, so it does, like mm-hmm. going back through your journals is a hugely significant mm-hmm. thing as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're a writer, it will also allow you to see how your writing's developed, mm. right? So it's it's not. I, I know a lot of people tend to use journals to just sort of dump all their emotions on them and not necessarily go back to them. Mm. So a lot of like journaling therapy is about getting rid of your emotions and what's inside in you, mm. but it's not necessarily about reflecting on it. Yeah, I think the reflection part is is the more significant bit. Mm-hmm. So we'll be more proactive. Yeah, a lot, a lot more. It's it's yeah, not just yeah. something to to just expunge everything that's inside me. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, a lot of the work, say that I would do, would compartmentalize things like finances, physical environment, health and well being, and stuff like that. And I'd get people to journal on that in terms of goal setting. Yeah, and and that, funnily enough, brings me to the next point. It gives you objectivity. Mm. So if you do compartmentalise everything, that gives you objectivity. And so if there is a situation that you need to think about, it will allow you to look at the pros and cons. Mm. Mm. If there's um, a drama taking place, like a family drama or a a difficult situation Mm. within the Mm. workplace, Mm. it will allow you quite often to have a different objective view of Mm. that. Mm. And 
to actually depersonalize it by writing it out and maybe to see the other people's points of views involved. It will give you a different viewpoint of that yeah. situation by doing it. Um, and help you break it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in a future podcast we might do um, one on unsaid letters, which oh, is yeah, very specific, yeah, specific that, to that. Yeah, um, yeah. So it gives you a different perspective on your life. And if you are going, like there's natural peaks and troughs in life. Mm. And so... Again, the day one will show you that you might realize that this is not a particularly good month for you or a good uh, week of the year or mm. it's, it's always a difficult time in work or um, it may be that, that certain events always happen around now or certain family things or whatever. So we will start to show you those trends and patterns, which quite often a lot of personalities are not that aware of. Mm. Most personalities are, are not. Um, objective in themselves mm. very few mm. are yeah and um, so so journaling does allow you to it does give you objectivity on situations an awful lot of people use um use journaling for grief yeah and um, I'm, I'm not sure again it, and it's it's a sense of expunging it rather than being positive about it maybe positives that you've taken from knowing that person or the experiences you've had or the moments or all of those things it's a pity sometimes with grief that we, we lose all those moments and we're not able to look at them. Um, and I recently got somebody even to change their screensaver on their phone to a photo of somebody that they lost. Hmm. Um, so, you know, so it, it's... I think the day one journal has the potential to keep showing you things so you actually deal with them and process hmm. them rather than just run away from them. Yeah. Ways that you can use journals. So a lot of people think that you just have to write in a journal. I actually use sort of journals for kids, um, particularly during the summer, who are not very good at writing. But I get them to always stick in pictures and create a whole scrapbook. So I get people, parents, to create like a scrapbook box kit for them so that they have all sorts of like glitter and stickers and postcards and places they've been and ribbons and all sorts of things to, yeah. to stick into the journal and then write very little around them. But they're mm. still writing yeah. and creating yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously like travel journaling... Is, is a great way to journal. Travel journaling? Yeah. Explain. So if you've like been on a trip and you have mm. like lots of, um, like you collect things along the way of where you've been and ticket stubs mm. and postcards and pictures and all sorts of things and you stick those all into a journal and you write around them. Okay. Um, and Moleskine actually do Pacific travel journals for all of the European cities and American cities. And they all have maps and areas to write in and places, your favourite restaurants you went to and all those sort of things. What's it called? Mole? Moleskin. Moleskin. Yeah. So it can, you can use it to, um, to track things like your routine, your exercise, your health. So there's people out there who find tracking and who are particularly drawn to bullet journals as well. So journaling can have quite a practical purpose. You don't have to sort of sit down and be like a poet to have a journal. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, it can be for things like recipes. Bucket list. Affirmations is a really good one. That five-minute journal, what it does is it asks you things you're grateful for, things that are good things that are going to happen today, and for a daily affirmation on yourself. And then at the end of the day, you write what good did happen and how you could have made the day better. Hmm. Similarly, um, it can be used for things like sketches, daily events, and this is a sort of memory book and moments. So I think a lot of that is also really cool to do online as well. And it can be for planning a particular event planning a particular project Mm. or a particular idea so there's lots of different ways that you can use journals you don't have to just sit down and write Mm. and it can have the same purposes as everything that i've laid out you don't just have to have a blank journal and just write in it yeah 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 
Which probably could be daunting for somebody to know where to start, like... Yeah, I, I, I meet an awful lot of students who are in therapy situations, mm. and they've all been told to go and journal. And I send them templates for journaling, and quite often it will be that I'll ask them three questions a day, three very specific, simple questions. And it's much easier to answer a question than it is to sit down on a blank page. Yeah. I think, and quite often what happens is that they'll wait until the night before their appointment and sit down and make it up. Yeah. <laughs> and, put, and, put, and they all admit that to me and they, and they scribble something in the notebook to say, oh, mm. I did that task. Yeah. You know, rather than it actually <laughs> being what it was supposed to be about. Um, so yeah. I, I think it's unrealistic to give people a blank page and expect mm. them to just fill it out. Mm. Yeah. And pad it out with ideas because... Well, let's face it, they're having difficulty talking about their emotions, so why are they going to find it any easier to write their emotions? And sometimes the question can really broaden, you know, when you think about it, it can really broaden the, the, in terms of the answer, how you will, you'll analyse it in your head and yeah, you'll play go, you'll, it you'll, out. You'll, you'll, it'll, it'll go into your subconscious mm-hmm. and do something slightly different, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's not as daunting a task. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if and if there's personalities that are very driven and very list based, mm. you can you can you can make it list based too. Like you know, list three things, list five things, um, as well, which is a format that they're far more drawn to. Okay, it's a lot more proactive as well, isn't it? In terms of yeah, um, it's not just sitting down on a blank page. Yeah, like most people are not good with sitting down with a blank page. In fairness, that it, it it would be difficult. Yeah, C- certainly for people that wouldn't be used to journaling or. Yeah, and might I just, be new to them. I, I just think that there's that there's a kind of um, a false perception out there mm. that when people take up journaling, that they just buy a blank notebook and they sit down and they write in it every day. Mm. Um, and it, like journaling can be can be really um, interesting in the sort of things that you can do. So, for instance, Thomas Edison. I read another thing in a book about him last week as well. I didn't realize that he thought that his soul would go out in his last breath. And so he had his son save his last breath in a test tube. And he was actually a mentor to Ford. So Ford ended up with the test tube when it got lost, but it's now back in Michigan University. So there's a useless piece of information for you. (laughs) Edison's last breath is in a a test tube in a a museum. Um, But he um, never went to sleep without a question on his subconscious. So there's this idea that if there's something that you're kind of puzzling about or you don't really have the answer to, mm. that it's really good to write a question out for yourself on that before you go to sleep. Okay. So that's another purpose for journaling. Okay. But he always did that. Okay. So is this all we have on journaling? Yeah, I think that was probably enough. Yeah, I think it's great. Okay, Nisha, thank you. Thank you. <laughs>